Welcome to the podcast for St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. Welcome back to our St. Andrew's podcast. I'm glad you have joined us for another series that we're getting ready to start today. I am Pastor Stephanie, the associate pastor here at St. Andrew's Community Church, which we could put a United Methodist in there, but that's a long name. You know, we have the longest church name. We do. It's kind of like my name, Stephanie Greenwald. If you ever write that out, it really is the longest so, name ever. So what ever. is your middle name? Well, that's nice. It's Anne. But it's the, <laughs> okay. it's the longest way that you can spell Anne because it's Anne with an E. Yeah. So everything about my name is just long. But we love our name, St. Andrew's Community, and I love that we have community in our name. Yeah, so that absolutely. is a very good thing. So as now I am talking with my good friend, Pastor DA, let us know how you're doing. I am doing well. I, I have been self Celebrating recently, yes. I was celebrating last week, and I didn't say it on the podcast. Tell me why. It, it was one year ago, last Thursday, yes. that I had my back surgery. Yes. And uh, if anybody cares, yeah, we do. <laughs> you we know, do. Yeah. Uh, I, I just feel like I'm in a better health yes. than I was then. Isn't that uh, amazing? No problem with the backs. I've lost some weight, so that's yeah. good. Uh, that's so more committed to exercise than I've been in. Years trying yeah. to watch what I eat, you know, to yes, all, yes. all that stuff. So, so I'm doing really well. I'm well, celebrating. I am celebrating with you. I, it's hard to believe it's been a year. You know, when I, when we first found out you were going to have to have surgery, I remember it feeling like it was forever until the surgery. But yeah, between Christmas Eve yeah. and right and, after Valentine's Day, and Valentine's Day, Day, it really felt like forever. I think because we knew you were suffering and in pain, a little bit of pain and stuff like that, and it was like, oh, is it ever going to happen? And now we're staring at. A year after that. A year happened. later. That's just amazing. That's right. It is crazy. So I'm excited to introduce our new series that we're starting today. We've just come off of uh, a great series that we enjoyed, but this series is really going to be great as we are in the season of Lent. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Lent? I suspect that most of our here. listeners do know about Lent, and, mm-hmm. and the vaguest, or maybe I should say the easiest mm-hmm. thing people think about with Lent is, oh, that's when you're supposed to give something up. Right. And and that's not an inaccurate kind right. of uh, thought about it, but Lent is a season where we are supposed to examine ourselves. It, it's a time when we really are mm-hmm. being intentional. I mean, we do this all the time, but we, we're intentional about holding a mirror up in front of ourselves right. and saying, how am I spiritually? How am I growing yeah. in relationship with Christ? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it becomes a time of self-discipline, yes. i.e. giving up something that we want. Now, I have to right. admit, last year, I didn't give anything up, but I didn't eat for about two weeks right. after my <laughs> surgery, which was a great weight loss right, plan, but exactly. it was a very expensive one too. <laughs> yes. uh, so uh, Lent, Lent is just a great time for us to really Again, give intentional focus to yeah. our faith. And it's not always about giving something up for discipline. A lot of people, this is really kind of my habit, mm-hmm. is uh, to take something on, to right. do something a little out of the ordinary. Right. And the thing that I've been doing this year, and I hope a lot of our listeners are also engaged in, is we did develop the little... Uh, 
Lenten prayer guide. We call it a devotional yeah. guide, but it's basically looking at the names of Jesus and offering up the scripture that supports that with a, yeah. a brief prayer. And that sits on our dining room table at home. So yeah. in the morning or at lunch or whenever, mm-hmm. there it is. And it, it reminds me of that. So so how about you? Are you I doing anything for Lent this year? You know, I, uh, I don't normally give anything up for Lent either. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad, of course, being a pastor, he kind of challenged us to not give up things that then we would take back on. Right. He challenged us to give up things that we needed to get rid of. And so that's what I would normally do. And this year, I'm not sure I have anything that I really need to get rid of right now. So <laughs> I'm glad probably... you don't need to get rid of me. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, exactly that's a right. good thing. You're done with everything. So, but uh, yeah, it's through this practice of uh, and this observance of Lent, a time that really then helps us to look forward to Easter by denying ourselves yeah. uh, the way Christ denied himself and took his uh, the curse of our sin and mm-hmm. hung on a cross so that he might rise again to glorious life. Oh. And that's what we have. And, yes. and if you're listening and, and you're not a part of our community of faith, but you would like one of those devotional books, you can simply go to the church website, saokc.org and send us a message. We'll be glad to mail you one of those devotional books. Absolutely. I think you guys would really benefit from that. If you don't have one, we'd love to send one to you. So tell us a little bit more about this new series, Add to Your Faith. Because I really like the scripture passage that this comes from. So tell us a little bit about how you came up with it. Last fall, I was reading, uh, you know, my devotional reading. Mm -hmm. And I was reading the book that we call Second Peter, a letter that Peter wrote to the early church. And, you know, how how many times have we read that? Yes. But all of a sudden, God just quickens your spirit. and It kind of jumps out and grabs your attention and you don't let it go. And I was reading the New International Version last year, Mm -hmm. and it said, add to your faith. And it gives a list of things that you're then supposed to add to your faith. And one of the things that uh, I just, you know, meditating on this, you know, add this to your faith, add this to your Mm -hmm. faith. And, And it really makes you stop and think, isn't faith enough? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, <laughs> yes. how, how often do you hear people that, that, that they're not struggling with their faith? And by that, I mean, they're not struggling with whether or not they believe in God right. or whether or not they believe that God is merciful and good and, mm-hmm. and loving and, and forgiving. Right. And so what, sometimes when people say all that's important is that you have faith, it almost comes across like an excuse. Uh-huh. You know, I, I don't have to be... A perfect person, right? Because I have faith. I have faith, uh-huh. and so I'm reading this, and it's like, so what are the things that it's saying you're supposed to add to your faith? Yeah, what are those things good. we should really think about? And yeah. so that that's where my thought comes mm-hmm. from. What what I mean, have you ever heard people say, "Well, you know, you, you just have to have just faith. have faith; it'll yeah. all be okay." Yeah, no, I, that's what I love about this series is that you're you're helping us to see what is it that is going to. Um, help us to grow and to become more the people that God has created us to be. And that's what I love. As, as I've been working with our students at, through the youth ministry here at the church, you know, it was interesting to see them hunger and thirst for more. Right. You know, because they, as they're kind of coming into their faith in Christ and their faith walk, it, it's fun to be able to say to them, okay, well, that's that's the beginning. Yeah. But there is so much more. Oh, yeah. You know? That, that's, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and of course, we just started confirmation. I'm thinking the st- most of the students that come to our youth ministry went through confirmation. Right. And, and, you know, we tell them, you know, you've got to make a decision. They may have yes. been brought up in the church and believe most of the stuff. Yep. Uh, 
but like I, th- I think of our three student interns that work with youth right yeah. now, every one of them, when you talk to them, when did you come to faith in Christ? They're yes. like, well, I was raised in a Christian home, but when I went through confirmation, I yes. was told this has to be your decision. Yes. And and I think that's where they were all through high school. There's got to be more than just having faith. That's yes. a, a wonderful example. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I think of is uh, something that we do teach in confirmation because we, we teach about the history of the church yeah. and uh, for those of you that are listening, if you don't mind a bit of church history, <laughs> one of the things that happened that led to what we call the Protestant Reformation, mm-hmm. uh, our Catholic brothers and sisters refer to it as the Protestant Revolt, right. you know, because it was a, a protest. <laughs> yes. But one of those things that was uh, that Martin Luther brought up that needed to be reformed in the church was the practice of selling indulgences. Mm-hmm. Now, you want to describe for everybody the practice oh, of gosh. indulgences? Yeah, well, if I remember correctly, that basically it was this list of things that if you purchased almost you, like a ticket. Really, you know, yeah, exactly. It, then, then you kind of got a pass. Like, you're okay, it's going to be fine, and you can get into heaven it's just such a weird thought to me. Yeah, and, and and it was obviously a practice that needed reform. It didn't right. need done away with right. the way the Catholic Church practices exactly. it. But it was the idea that in, in Catholicism, if you sin, mm-hmm. you go to confession. Right. And I don't know that much about confession. I've not ever confessed to a priest right. in the, the formal style that no. they have. But, I, you know, I've watched enough TV and movies yes. and have enough Catholic <laughs> friends yeah. that I know that they might go in and say... Uh, you know, bless me, Father, for, for I, have, I sinned. have sinned. It has been, you know, a month since my right. last confession. Right. Well, if we went to confess to a priest, if people came to you and I, yeah. we would like take a number. We'll let you know exactly. He's <laughs> uh-huh. got to call and come confess our your sin to yeah. us. Um, and so the church would say, <laughs> okay, every time you sin. You don't have to come to confession. Right. What you can do is you can purchase mm-hmm. an indulgence yes. that should you indulge in sin, then you don't have to come confession. You're already yeah. forgiven. Yeah. But the the radical extreme misunderstanding of that was the idea that, well, I can indulge because I've paid for it already. Right. And exactly. that's, that's the same kind of attitude of, well, you know, all you really have to have is is mm-hmm, faith. Mm-hmm. And it's it's That's not true. that the statement you only have to have faith is wrong. Obviously, we have to have faith yes. to receive the gift of salvation that, yes. that Christ offers us. But that's what I like about this is we're examining our spirits and we're saying, yeah. but what more do we need? Yeah, you know, exactly. what, what, what can we add to our faith? And yeah. so the that that's kind of the introduction to the series. Yes. Um, and last week, the starting point, and some people mm-hmm. actually believe there there were seven things listed in yes. Add to Your Faith. Some people believe that that's like a, a ladder that each step builds on the uh, next. I, I haven't gotten deep into the study to know if I yeah. agree with that or not, but I, I just yeah. offered out there. Interesting. But the, the starting point was uh, what do Add to Your Faith? Goodness. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. And some of the old translations are, I, I'm guessing it's probably the RSV or maybe even the King uh-huh. James, you know, add to your faith virtue. Right. I didn't really like that because virtue's not a word that I use. No, we don't much. use that. Huh? So, we don't throw that around. Um, and, you know, how often do you hear somebody say, <laughs> oh, but the virtue of this? That's right. You're so virtuous. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there's that. Uh, but, the New Living Translation that uh, we used to preach, mm-hmm. it says, uh, add to your faith moral 
excellence, mm-hmm. which I think is a good God. a good way of describing that. I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, right after coming to St. Andrews, I I preached a sermon that was called Commitment to Excellence. Mm-hmm. I also know for you football fans, that is a slogan that the Oakland, or I guess they're now the Las Vegas oh, Raiders, yes. their, their slogan for their team is Commitment to Excellence. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, whatever we do in the church has to be excellent. Yes. It, it may not be what some other church does. Right. They're responsible for their own standard of exactly. excellence. We're responsible for ours. Yes. But the idea of, of moral excellence means I'm not willing to settle mm-hmm. For good enough. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm not willing to settle yeah. for moral mediocrity. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not even, you know, I'm, I'm not going to settle for moral indifference for sure. Right. But, you know, again, if we think of goodness as being equal to moral excellence, mm-hmm. that's a much higher standard than what we typically think of. Now, yes. when you think of images, and uh-huh. I, I can see there's some stuff yes. kind of stirring there, <laughs> what, what do you think of with moral excellence? Well, it's interesting to me because uh, with your comment about uh, saying, oh, well, you just have to have faith, and then your comment about indulgences, I think it all connects to this idea that some people would say, Oh, you know, you just have to have faith in it. It doesn't really matter what you do. God loves you anyway. Which is true. (laughs) Yes, it's true. But the funny thing is that God does care what you do. Right. And and so, uh, you know, even when you're working with new Christians in in this idea that, yes, he, he... what you do will never change is love for you. Exactly. So that's the that's the truth. What we do does not change anything about God. About God, exactly. Yeah. But he does care what we do, and he wants us to have moral excellence. And in this day and age, sometimes people just put that to the side because they focused so much on the goodness of God that then they think, well, he's so good that even every time I screw up, it doesn't matter. And it's the it's the phrase "it doesn't matter" that is not that, right. That, yeah, yeah. And 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 the standard that people compare to, uh, you know, I again in, in my work with college students is when I think of this in particular. Mm-hmm. You know, they they might come in sometimes for their confession. Oh yeah, yeah. went yeah. out and I partied last night, right. and you know, I, I got drunk, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like, well. Who are you with? Oh, I was with this guy, but I'm not as bad as he is. Right. It, it's the wrong standard. Yes, Our standard is not to is. be better than somebody else. No. It's to be more like Jesus. I, yes. I will confess, one of those sermon illustrations that I actually gave that I felt really good about yes. the sermon, I hate to say this, but <laughs> in, in trying to help people understand this standard, one of the things I said is uh, if you want to measure the length of the a basketball court. You know, we have our community life center. If you want to measure the length of the basketball court in there, you don't use a measuring spoon. No. (laughs) It it is. The measuring spoon is a tool for measuring, but it measures volume. It's not measuring (laughs) length. And so um, when we talk about the pursuit in our lives, add to your faith, moral Mm -hmm. excellence, we're not talking about being better than the next guy, the next guy or better than the next girl. Right. Uh, We're talking about being like Jesus. Yes. Your faith is in Jesus, so now add to your faith mm-hmm. in Jesus a desire to be morally excellent yes. like Jesus was. And I know that sometimes can be a hard thing for people because nobody wants to be labeled the goody two-shoes. Nice. Nobody wants to right. be labeled the party pooper. Yes. You know, no, no teenager I've ever <laughs> met really liked being you know, holier than thou. Right. You know, exactly. Uh, yes. and, and so sometimes the pursuit of moral excellence 
it, it may bring consequences we didn't anticipate. Mm-hmm, exactly. But if I'm trying to be like Jesus as I continue to grow and mature, yeah. I can handle that. Yes, exactly. You, know, exactly. you want to criticize me for my faith? Yeah. I can handle that. I can that. handle that. Yep, exactly. So It's so, so good. So uh, tell me a little bit more about the idea that you were talking about um, needing to add to our faith goodness because people are not good. Tell me about that. That, that came from a, the opening story I told in the sermon about a friend of mine, a small business owner who mm-hmm. had a client that owed them thousands oh, of wow. dollars. Yeah. And my friend's thought was, you know, do I just count my losses? No, I'm never going to get my money and mm-hmm. move on down the road. Mm-hmm. Do I try to negotiate a settlement plan mm-hmm. or do I seek legal uh, action mm-hmm. in this? And so my friend went to visit with an attorney and the attorney, uh, who is also somebody I know, yeah. uh, made the statement uh, that he was not at all surprised by this, uh-huh. that people just basically are bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> that people, depressing. they don't care if you're friends, they don't care what kind of relationship mm. you have, that, that people are bad. Now, to me, that's an interesting question to mm-hmm. try to answer. Are people mostly good? Because that's really what we want to believe. Right. You know, we, we make excuses, you know, yeah. well, Stephanie's mostly good. She just really has this need to buy shoes all the time, you know. <laughs> She's it's okay unless you, you know, take yes. her into a shoe store. And then she turns into a crazy She loses person. all self-discipline. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Uh, you know, he, he, he's a good guy unless mm-hmm. you see him at an OU football game and the Sooners get a bad call and right. he's just not the person that you see on Sunday morning. Uh, you know, right. but we still think we're we're mostly Pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Um, and and, and mm-hmm. we, we look at that and, and we read in the Bible that God created the earth and God created people and God said it is good. good. Yeah. And yet the, the reality that we remember, especially during the season of Lent, is but we don't live in that world anymore. Yeah. That sin did yeah. enter the world. It's, yeah. it's not a matter of are people good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people actually have an idea, whether it's a standard that we believe in faith or it's a, a different standard of what's good and what's bad, mm-hmm. what's morally excellent, what's immoral. Right, uh, right. You know, that even no matter what standard people have, people would say, I know what is right, I just don't do it. Right. And exactly. so um, mm-hmm. it, it's a whole doctrine of original sin. Are yeah. people good or are people bad? Yeah. And... Um, I was taught when I was in high school, one of those statements that I kind of hung on to is that people are created with potential, that Uh we have the ability to choose goodness or badness. When we choose faith in Christ, that is a good thing. But now we need to add Add the pursuit of moral excellence because we're we're trying to come out of our sinful Mm -hmm. selves. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's not that... uh, you know, does does God look at any of us and say, that's a, a bad person? Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I read scripture, it'll say, this person does what is evil yes. in the sight of the Lord. People does. It's what they do. Yes, it's yes. not who they are. Who they are. That's good. Uh, and so we, we want to strive to be better than we were before. Mm-hmm. So, so what are your thoughts on that? Well, it reminds me of something that happened at our youth winter retreat. I know I'm talking a lot about youth, but I, I've been I sort of immersed it. in it, but it's so much fun. Uh, so we took uh, about... 
40 students and leaders on this youth retreat this past weekend. And one of the things we did during church chat, which is what happens at late night. So kind of the closing, closing of the day, of the let's day. see what God is doing in yeah, your hearts. Yeah. Exactly. When you get to share that time, kind of after you've heard the message, after you've worshiped, after you've done your small groups and all that. And so during this time, we did something called the line game. And we put all of our phones with the flashlights up on the ground. So it's mm-hmm. this line of light. And then the students were lined up on either side facing the line of light. So they're facing each other as well. And so they were stepped back away from the line. And we would say things like, "If uh, it, it, does anybody hate peanut butter, step to the line. So all the people that hated peanut butter would step forward and then they'd go back. And then we'd do things like, anybody who's ever broken a bone, step to the line. And they'd come back. So kind of like uh, building team I was going to say, it builds community, helps people get yeah. Yeah. know each other. Yeah. But then it would get a little more serious. So we, we would say anybody who has experienced depression, step to the line. Anybody who's ever been afraid of what somebody else thinks of you, step to the line. But the final question that I asked them, I said, anybody who wants to become a better person, step to the line. And every single student and every single leader stepped to the line. And yeah. I mean, it was like chilling because they're there facing each other. So, you know, they're looking at each other. And I said to them, Um, Okay, now you need to understand that you cannot become a better person on your own. You have to have Christ in order to become a better person. You have to have others who have faith in Christ to become a better person. So I said, look, look at each other and look around. You are not alone. Every single person in this line has the same goal. They want to become better. And then we talked about the fact that you're not alone. You have each other. You have, you have Christ in your life. But that to me says, you know, we're striving to be better. Everybody has that desire in their heart. I don't think anybody ever arrives at yeah. that moment where they think, I am the best I'm ever going to be. You know, we always are needing to strive. Uh, yeah, I can be better. I can do better. Yeah, and I think in this, as the whole adding to our faith is that innate desire that God has given us that says, keep walking with me, keep walking forward, keep mm-hmm. moving forward in your journey of faith and and adding goodness or moral excellence to that is one major way we all become better people because we become more like Christ. Right. And uh, gosh, I, I love that. The line game. The line that's what game. it was called. Yeah. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's wonderful. That's a great example of what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, if, if you ask people, do you believe you're more moral than the average person? And people, you know, the studies have said people will always say yes. Uh-huh. Uh, here's, you know, it's the one that, you know, do you want to be a better person? Yeah, I I think most everybody does want to be better. Now, again, the standard Uh that they use to judge that is, you know, that's flexible based on what people Mm -hmm. believe. But we certainly believe the Jesus standard is the standard that that we should use. So uh, do you have any closing thoughts about this? Well, I'm just excited for the next, the next several weeks for us to really dive into the scripture. I I appreciate so much the fact that you are helping us dive deep into the written word. I think that that that's really, really good. And, and the fact that we're saying, okay, uh, faith is the major starting point. Faith is necessary. Faith is good, but, but there's more. Right. And I like that. And one of the things I continue to think of, because maybe somebody's listening and, and you're in the place where you're like, I, I really do want to do, mm-hmm. do better. I, I want to, you ask me if I want to be a better person, I'm going to step toward step that to line. line. Yep. Uh, but I don't know how. Mm-hmm. The, one of the first things I would say is uh, what you told the youth mm-hmm. look around you. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to do that. Mm-hmm. You don't do this by yourself. It's, yeah. it's better if you have someone that can encourage you. Yeah. But the other thing is, in, a, in another place in scripture where it talks about 
goodness, which, you know, again, we could say is moral excellence, Mm -hmm. is that that is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so to think that we simply have the power within us to be good on our own doesn't work that way. That, you know, if people think, well, when I'm better, when I'm when I'm more morally yeah. excellent, then I will give myself to Christ because I'll have a life that right. Christ would receive. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> Christ <laughs> says, you come to me, uh-huh. I will put my spirit in you, mm-hmm. and part of the fruit of the spirit that grows out of our faith mm-hmm. is the fruit of goodness. Yes, so yes. That's oh, just... that's good. That's a good word. I love that. Well, friends, I hope that you will continue uh, to pursue and add to your faith moral excellence, because God is a good God. He is the God of all goodness, and he will give you what you need in order to add that to your faith. So we're excited about being with you and uh, hope that you will join us on-site or online. This Sunday is our last Sunday to have an 8.30 and a 10.30 service. We will be moving March uh, 7th to having two services still, but different times, 8.30 and 10.50 on March 7th, because we are opening for a Sunday school hour at 9.30. So if you're joining us on site, I hope that you will come not only to service, but to Sunday school as well. We've got Sunday school for children, youth, and adults all available for you. So we pray for you. We're excited to be a part of your faith journey, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe that'll work for you. God bless you.